the biblical call to give an answer for those who inquire about the faith. We are always prepared to give a reason for the hope that is within us. This is your life. This is who you are. This changes the way you understand yourself as a human being and every other human being. It changes what you mean by justification and adoption and sanctification and glorification. And it changes what you mean by why we do what we do in gospel ministry and in righteous living. Everything is changed when we understand the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Chablani Mayberg. And I'm Isaac Pinto. We are associate pastors at Central Baptist Church. And welcome to our Theology Alive podcast, where we look to engage theology in the church carried out in the culture using a Christian worldview. Hello, 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 and welcome once again to our podcast, the Theology Alive podcast. And folks, we are back. Yep, we are back. And I hope you've been quite excited for for this new season that we are in in our uh, podcast and I hope that you heard our uh, introduction to what we're going to be talking about in this season. If you haven't, go back and listen to it, but it's something that is happening all around us. Yes, we, we, we are talking about uh, deconstructionism um, and it if if you don't know about it soon enough, you will know about it. And uh, maybe one one sentence from our last episode that is worth uh, being brought up again is the sentence: um, uh, "Most deconstructions lead to decon- deconversions." Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think it's 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 actually I read I read a tweet um, this past week, and uh, the tweet was very simple. The tweet simply stated, the cross of Jesus Christ does not need to be deconstructed. Sure. Um, and, and the danger of deconstruction is everything gets deconstructed, even to the core pillars of our faith. And, mm. um, and, and, and that's why the statement exists that says uh, most deconstructions lead to uh, deconversions. So today, um, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing something very different. Um, there, there's, there's a lady on TikTok uh, who um, has expressed uh, strong opposition against God. Um, and and we we actually gonna play uh, well we gotta play three of her videos but today we're only gonna deal with one um, just so we can deal with it in bite sizes but uh, we do want to warn that uh, so we won't mention her name because obviously we haven't conversed with her so we, and we also don't want to give her that sort of publicity um, and 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 number two um, she's very vulgar. Um, it feels like our souls need to be cleansed every time we we listen to to her uh, discuss her opposition to God. But um, but the things that she says are things that your young people are going to be hearing, are things that you're going to be eventually hearing on social media, on the media, friends in the office, conversations uh, with your neighbors. Uh, so these are things that are worth a listen. So uh, let's give her a listen um, to what she says in her opposition to God and as she um, is a proponent for deconstructionism. Listen, as a former Christian and the pastor's daughter turned spiritual consultant and religious deconstruction advocate, I am not here to challenge the beliefs of anybody. I'm simply here to tell y'all why... 
never made sense to me. I could never understand how we spent so much time in church, Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, service after service, dissecting and condemning our egos while completely ignoring God's. Hear me out, God is supposed to be a perfect being. What would be the point in a perfect being creating imperfection? Because a perfect being is not going to create imperfection on accident, otherwise they are not perfect. Meaning they had to create as a perfect being imperfection on purpose. And some of the scholars I've had this conversation with have said maybe God wanted to study imperfection. What would God need to study imperfection for if he's perfect and all-knowing? If you were all-knowing, you would know what imperfection is without ever having to create it. You wouldn't even need to experience it, which leads us down the same pathway of how did he create a whole bunch of angels and not know that they were going to rebel against him in his own house he did and then he continued to create them anyways waited until they rebelled cast his enemy down into the same place he was going to put his new creation did he want us to have a fighting chance or not and if that wasn't bad enough then he commanded and demanded that creation be subservient to him you're all powerful <laughs> what do you need me to do for you I'm giving you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, all the worship to make you feel good because you have an ego. You're around here telling people don't be envious of one another, but I'm a jealous God. Sir, <laughs> why would you even give consciousness the possibility of being able to conjure up somebody else to worship if you ain't want no opposition? You created your own opponents in your map. No, 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 no. Now, I, I, I must confess that the phrase that she says at the beginning always cracks me up, man. Where uh, she says your your cognitive dissonance, uh, and then she 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 basically. <laughs> She is that is that only in number two? Yeah. Ah, uh, well, on the second video, she's eventually going to say um, that uh, uh, I think she says you you not uh, if if you actually you not triggered. But you offended somewhere along those lines. Uh, but you're here in the second video, man. But uh, her intro really, really, really kills me. She just says, uh, because she's touching a nerve, that's why you are triggered. <laughs> uh, uh, and I mean, it's very triggering. When, if you're a Christian and you listen to those things, yeah. it's so cringeworthy. Yep. I think the first thing that I, that, I, that I do want to say off the bat is, whoever you are, however you feel about God, there is a warning. Um, be careful on how... You speak about God. Sure. Um, she said so many blasphemous things. Um, she said so many things um, that that biblically are worthy of judgment. And and I I think I think we we really need to stress enough that uh, you know the world is always pushing this idea that God is love and you know His mercy and His gracious. But no one wants to talk about the fact that God is holy, righteous, and just. And because he's holy, righteous, and just, he will exercise righteous judgment. And his righteous judgment would be um, to, to, to really pour upon his wrath on people who speak so poorly about him. Um, and I won't read it because we've probably read Romans 1 in this podcast almost every episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but Romans 1 is, is, is a good passage to just describe how you get here. Once you suppress the truth, the results of you suppressing the truth is a debased mind. And once your mind is debased, your behavior is then that that is of the world, is that that is of the devil because you have rejected the truth. Um, in Genesis chapter 3, well, the first thing that the devil did 
was he brought doubt to absolute truth. Um, and he asked Eve, did God really say? So whenever truth is being challenged, mm. best believe uh, sin is really crouching at the door. And she's sinned in such a way in that she has even gone to call God names uh, that, that, that I would have never imagined coming out no. of my lips. Now, something interesting, Joe, was as you... As we watch the, the video, listen to to what she's saying is, um, we have to be quite um, discerning in in what she's doing here because she is on the one hand as making certain assumptions, mm. grabbing certain facts of the Bible, yep. and then dropping others. Yes. Like for example, is um, she takes on you know oh he knows everything yes. um and uh, but then is uh, assumes and, and says oh maybe he um well she she quotes that some theologians are are saying uh no he was trying to to learn um and you, you know oh imperfection imperfection yes what imperfection looks like but not only that she attributes um intention from god's part sure you know it's like oh you wanted to uh you you she she is attributing some some things and not not others so i think we have to uh be careful uh in in that and, and kind of poke a hole in the argument there in in the sense that you are only picking and choosing parts of God's revelation of Him, sure. Himself. Sure. You're not, you know, so you're picking what you like, and you are leaving what you what don't you like. don't like. Yeah, and and maybe for a bit of context, uh, I think in one of her videos, she she shares that um, almost as if there's nothing that you can tell her that she doesn't know because she's a PK. Um, PK, for those who don't know, is a pastor's kid. Um, and and I, I, think, I think it's worth noting that um, there, there, there is a caution for those who've, been, who've experienced hurt from the church who always turn to hating God. And I've seen that so many times where people have experienced hurt in the church and have attributed that hurt that they've experienced in the church to God. Mm. If God is such a holy God and loving God and gracious God, then why is this church like this? Sure. Forgetting that, that church is not a place for perfected saints. Mm. Uh, ch church is not a place for, for people to attend with glorified bodies. Church is a place where people come, they come to know Christ, and they're growing in their sanctification. Now, that growth in sanctification, we all know, is progressive. And, and because you are progressively growing in the faith, in the knowledge of God, in the hatred of sin, there's going to be sin. We are going to sin against each other. And, and that's why we get scriptures that talk about bear with one another. We read scriptures, forgive one another. We read scriptures like, uh, before you offer your sacrifice at the altar. Uh, go and make right with the brother who uh, has, has offended you and then come back and give you offering. Like the scripture speaks uh, so broadly about the, about the fact that you will experience some sort of hurt within the local church. Um, however, 
the local church is also the place where you'll get healing from that hurt. I mean, mm. Christ mm. is, where else can we go? Sure. For you have the words of eternal life. Um, we, we have to come to Christ. So, so, so pastorally, um, I, I would like to, to say out there that if you have experienced church hurt, um, don't let that turn you from God because that's a W to the devil. Well, w is it's a win. That's a win to the devil. Uh, he, he, he is deceptive and in his deception, he wants you to move away from the church where you'll start lying to yourself saying that, hey, you can do Christianity without the church and soon enough, you find yourself looking like the world, sounding like the world, and maybe even tasting like the world. So, so first things first, um, church hurt uh, shouldn't be the reason why you turn from God. And, and on, on my side, mm. I must confess it's an assumption mm. uh, that I'm making. Sure. Um, but I've seen in many Absolutely. cases yeah. that people who have come out with such a strong, such a strong response, who've been in the church for so long. Yeah have either seen their parents being hurt by the church mm. or they've been uh, hurt mm. by their parents mm. who are involved in the church mm. or they themselves have been mm. hurt by the local church. And I think, Jabu, uh, I do want to say that where the, the church has um, hurt, maybe, you know, people mm. uh, or leaders have hurt, you know, we, we're not here trying to defend every action as if, no. you know, because there are genuine hurt, you know, there is, um, but I think to keep in mind the bigger picture, as you're saying, of this is the bride of Christ, and mm-hmm. yes, we are sinners, and uh, actually, if you think about how the Bible does describe the church um, in the sense of family yes. as well, yes. I mean... Isn't there conflicts in families, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it is a, a, a wrong assumption to think that you're not going to have problems or hurts mm. uh, in the church. Yeah. In actual fact, the closer we come to each other, you know, it's <laughs> likely that we're going to step on each other's toes yeah. and, 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 and we will get uh, hurt. Um, and so, and, and leaders and people must follow the the example of Christ in humility mm-hmm. and where they have failed they, they must take on uh, take responsibility and sure. so we're not trying to excuse the real hurt yeah. uh, but give a, a, a big picture of um, of what the church is sure yeah. so so maybe what one of the things um, that she speaks about is she says God has a big ego mm-hmm. um, now I think of the bad I think it must be said that you know, God is not like man. Um, the, the, the danger will always come when, when we try to explain an infinite God in finite words or in finite terms. Um, and, and as we try to do this, we'll always encounter problems like these where the only way we can conclude this is God has a big ego. Uh, we read passages like, you shall worship no other God but me. Um, we read passages like, um, uh, I am that I am. Uh, we read passages that say, um, uh, uh, I have bought you with a price. You are my prized possessions. Mm. Um, uh, you shall not give my glory to another. Uh, we read passages like that, and, and in the flesh, uh, when you read them with fleshly eyes, it's it's so easy to, uh, not only fleshly eyes, but finite finite minds, it's so easy to read these passages and be like, man, God... Uh, God is, is such an egotistic God mm. because we, we're thinking of God as man. Sure. And, and, and that's why even the concept of, of, of God saying, 
uh, uh, in Exodus 20 that he's a jealous God. It's, it's easy for us to think about it again in, in our fleshly lenses and think about God as man and, and say, wow, uh, God is jealous like I am jealous. Mm. Um, and whereas God is, is, is transcendent to, to men. He's infinite. Um, mm. And, you know, when you, when you think about, about God, we need to think about him as who he really is. Yeah. Uh, he is the perfect, all-knowing creator of the heavens and the earth. Mm. Um, in fact, the world does not revolve around me. It mm. actually revolves around God. The yeah. the. The the godness of God is what keeps the world standing. Now mm. now now for us to say it's an ego is is for us not to understand the sovereignty and the creator nature of our God that that He not only is the God who created the world but He's also the God who sustains it. I mean Colossians chapter one talks about uh, uh, in Him all things that that ex- that that exist were were created by Jesus Christ mm-hmm. not only were they created by Jesus Christ but they are sustained by Jesus Christ if if god for a second decided to take a nap <laughs> it's 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 an image that we we can't think of because god is spirit and he 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 does not fatigue like we do mm. but if if god decided to take a nap i don't think people understand that this world would would, would really be crushed. <laughs> it, it it wouldn't exist. The the fact that we're still alive is the mercy of God. Sure. The fact that we haven't killed each other. I mean, there's three of us in this room. There's Carsten, um, there's Isaac, and there's myself. And and I, th- I think we like each other, mm. right? Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but the reality is, regardless of how we feel about each other, we still have the sinful nature within us. Yeah. If God removed his spirit, if he removed his mercy, there's nothing stopping us from killing each other. Mm. Absolutely nothing. We don't understand the depths of evil that dwells within our own hearts. Mm. Now, we need to now change our minds. And that's why Paul says, by the renewing of your mind, Mm. to Mm. come to understand the actual fact that the world actually revolves around Mm. God because he's Mm. the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is the God who created you for a specific purpose. Mm. You were created to worship Him. It's it's almost like um, uh, I've made this illustration before, but I mean, I'll, I'll I'll do it again. If you created a Bentley, you created it with all its class, with all its elegance, with with all its poise, and then you, as the creator of this Bentley, you give it to Isaac. Isaac takes this Bentley and he drives straight to Durban and he drives into the ocean trying to use the Bentley as a ship. <laughs> I would obviously be mad as, as the creator of the Bentley saying, you have messed up what I found as a prized creation because I didn't create a Bentley to be, to be a boat. I created a Bentley to go on the street. Likewise, we were created to worship God and whenever we worship another, and this is the second thing that I think she misses. Whenever we, mo- we worship another, we are actually living outside of reality. Because mm. reality is we were created to worship God. Mm. So that means everyone who's not worshiping God is actually not living in reality. They are not living in a real world. They, mm. are, they are deceiving themselves. Sure. They are living under the deception of the evil one. Not only that, but, but, but they, are, they are calling what is normal, what, what is ab- abnormal, normal. Yeah. And yeah. that's why we see the problems with homosexuality. Mm. We see people celebrating abortion because what they deem to be normal is actually 
abnormal. You know, the other thing that you pick up in the video is is that she said, "Ah, you already, we already give you everything. We already give you praise. We already give you glory." I'm like, no, we no, don't. We don't. <laughs> no, we don't. It's it's a skewed view of the yeah. human being. So not only is the skewed view of God uh, in terms of who He is and his self-sufficiency and, and difference from us, but it's a wrong view of the human being as if we are like these willing uh, human beings that are, you know, just surrendering everything to God. No, mm-hmm. we are constantly, constantly rebelling against him, yeah. rebelling against his law, um, disobeying uh, him. And, and, you know what what you mentioned Jabu, it's, it's so important to recognize that we are different from God mm-hmm. how different God is uh from us in i think it is in the book desiring god uh, by john piper you know he he mentions um that because god is the highest supreme being you know it is right and fitting for him to be worshipped and and to be glorified. Mm. The the amazing thing is that in in a sense f- it it will be for us to say that God has a big ego that if it was only we could maybe be get away if uh it was just for the sake of him in a sense. Okay. Mm. Yeah, now but the difference is, as he receives glory from us as creature, it produces in us the greatest enjoyment we could ever. Yes. Give. You know, uh, in John Piper's uh, words, God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him. So, yes. the greatest enjoyment we could ever experience is in glorifying God. Yes. And so him seeking his glory is for our benefit as well. Exactly. Which which is, you know, that's why it's so distinct. If I was just seeking glory for myself, that is a different thing than yep. when God is seeking glory for himself. Yep. It is uh we are benefited. Um yeah. The mistake she made is the assumption that when we give glory to God, we are adding to his glory. Right. No, we're not. We're not. <laughs> we can't yeah. add to the glory. He's infinitely glorious. Yeah. In fact, we, we're only learning how glorious mm. he mm. is. And, and as he reveals that to us, we, we respond in worship. Mm. But you, you don't add to the glory of God. And, mm. and to go back yeah. to the illustration of the Bentley, mm. the, the, the Bentley on the road is at its best. It's like a Ferrari in Germany. A Ferrari in Germany, it is at its best place. I know it's not, a, be, I know it's not a German car. Easily? No, no, no. no. I was not gonna Let say. me tell you why. <laughs> okay. Germany has those freeways. Oh, yes. That, that That's true. You can actually yeah, you can. flat foot it. Mm, mm. Um, so it's, it's at yeah. its best there. Yeah, um, sure. If, if, you, if you took it, you know, to <laughs> Brazil, uh, bro. Brazil's roads have dude. 80 and 110 uh, limit. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Or, I was very frustrated in December. Or, um, or if you take it to like the rules. <laughs> take the rural right. areas, take it off road. It's you like, know. oh, beautiful car, wrong place. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we find 
absolute satisfaction and contentment mm. when you're worshiping God. Mm. Now, the other thing that she says is um, something you alluded to there, Isaac. She says um, uh, he he has to be a perfect being, perfect being to create imperfection. And then she asks the question: Why does he need to study imperfection? That is another assumption, right? Uh, God, right. God, uh, and well, two two assumptions. The first assumption is he created evil. And the second assumption mm. is he created evil so he could study evil. Mm. Mm. Omniscient God needing to study what evil mm. would look like? No. Mm. <laughs> he, he doesn't need to study that. God, God mm. knows all things. Mm. Um, now, now the, qu- the question of, of, of evil, um, not in the garden. The question of evil with the devil is mm. to be completely honest difficult to answer the question why mm. um, the the mm. the the best answer i have is mm. is god's will is is mm. uh, beyond human understanding sure. um, so i there is an answer that i uh, it's the best one i've heard from jonathan edwards uh, um, and i think the it is that and and not just evil per se mm. but but why why was it allowed yeah and the and Jonathan Edwards kind of he goes to the cross yes. right he he centers he zooms in on the cross and he points out that um in the cross we see a a, a, a manifest a full manifest of God's attributes being displayed, mm. and in punishing, uh, in 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 yeah, in God's judgment and pouring wrath on on Christ, um, and His mercy at the same time, and so we wouldn't get the the character of justness. Of righteousness mm. of of God being fully displayed, unless there was um, uh, something that God was punishing in a sense, you know, mm. like the He is is punishing evil, and so, um, and I, I hope I'm not butchering what what Edwards says, but basically he's saying, in order for us to fully capture. Uh, to for us to see God uh, as He uh, truly is, in a sense, He zooms in at the cross. Amazing love of God for us, Jesus Christ dying for our sins, and at the same time taking our punishment, mm. and and it is a display of His um, attributes. So I, I don't know if it is satisfactory, but I think it is a. I, I think it's a great. Um, it's it's a good answer. Some yeah. someone has said uh, that there would be no need for grace if there was no sin. Sure. Um, and mm. yeah, I think so. The, the the reality, I think, which is worth. But adding, it's not easy. It's not a yeah. So 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 so, so that, that's sort of what I meant in terms yeah. of you know when you are lying in your sick bed with right. with the effects of sin. Right. The question inevitably comes sure. like. Why mm. did you allow it? Because mm. then your theology kicks in where you right. understand the sovereignty yeah. of yeah. God and you yeah. understand that 
you know when yeah. when when yeah. um when the devil was kicked out of with out of heaven with a host of angels you understand that god wasn't surprised by that he, mm. he wasn't like oh uh, he, now he had to be reactionary mm. it was it was all part of his sovereign plan if right, right. if if our salvation was predestined by god mm. then even the fall of man right. was all part of yeah. the plan. Like yeah. it's there's and, nothing that shocked God. And and it's and isn't that God's answer to Job? Because he's kind of makes that argument, like you know, um, uh, in terms of what why um, his friends are like, look what happened to you. What did you do and all of that? Mm-hmm. And then when when at the end of of the book of Job. Um, when Job and and God are are kind of dialoguing, and God just basically answers to him, "Where were you yeah. when I created the yeah, world? Yeah. You know, yeah. who are you? <laughs> you know, he's yeah. like it's back to his sovereignty. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like I yep. created all of this. Yep. I set the line where this unto unto sea goes, yes. and you know, and so um, yeah, God is uh, God is sovereign." The difficulty is you will never understand God nor His will without the presence of His Spirit. Mm. It's all foolishness. Um, We could explain it in the clearest way possible. Mm. Mm. But without faith in Jesus Christ, it all remains foolish because you are still blinded by your sin. Maybe two more things and then we close. She says... um, did he want us to have a fighting chance? Yes. <laughs> as soon as Adam sinned, Adam didn't go running for God. Right. God came looking for Adam. Mm. God has always been on a mission to save mankind. Sure. Um, mm. God seeks us. He finds us. He draws us to himself Amen. in that wonderful redemption story yep. of Jesus on the cross. Through mm. faith in him, we are once again restored into fellowship with God. Yeah. Uh, after Adam had sinned, God seeks after Adam. He even gives Adam a chance. Adam, Adam, where are you? Um, in, mm. We are the ones who run and we are the ones who are and God who are is hiding. the one that, that clothed them. God fished them. He clothed them. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, blood was shed for the first time. Um, already in Genesis 3, 15, we mm. already see the promise of the seed yeah. who yeah. is coming. Yep. Uh, we already go to Abraham. We see uh, again the promise of the seed. Um, so, 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 yes, it was always part of God's plan to save mankind. Mm. It was always part of His plan. Mankind mm. would be saved. Now, the truth is, everyone who is in hell right now is not because of God. <laughs> the reality is because of them. Mm. They have sinned against God. Yep. They have rejected God. They, uh, the the scripture says, they had enmity with Him. They they are mm. they are they are enemies of the cross. They are enemies yeah. of Him. Yeah. So so there's no one in hell who is there, uh, wondering Unjustly. how did I get here? Yeah, they know exactly that they are there because they've sinned against their holy God, yeah, and yeah. therefore there is no chance. I mean, mm. that's why, that's why the rich man asks and says, "Go tell my brothers that this place is real." Mm. Because there's no ignorance in hell. Mm. <laughs> People know that they are receiving just uh, a punishment yeah. for the sins that mm. they have committed. 
Um, so, so, so maybe to clear that, that, that misconception, there's no one who's innocent in hell. <laughs> uh, no one goes to hell in innocence. There's no one who's good on the earth. Mm. No, not one. Yeah. Um, yeah. We as believers are only deemed righteous because we've been clothed with the righteousness of Christ. Mm. In and of ourselves, we are still sinful beings worthy of uh, the judgment of God. But because we've been clothed by the righteousness of God when he walked the earth all those days without sin, tempted in every point, yet didn't mm. sin, because mm. of that, we can be called righteous. So did God... Give us a fighting chance. Mm. Yes, that fighting chance is in Jesus Christ. Mm. Put your faith in Him and in Him alone. Um, then you'll have salvation for all eternity. Yeah. Um, and then uh, to wrap it off, she asked the, this question. Why would you give consciousness a chance if you created your own opposition? <laughs> And and I think she was arguing a bit for for free will. Why would you give us uh, free will um, to have the ability to choose who to worship, um, and then punish us for for not choosing? She you. mentions the angels as well. Like, why are you creating uh, angels to punish uh, them anyway? <laughs> some some something something mm. like that. Mm. Um, well, I think I think the the first thing that I'll say is there's a lot of misconception about what free will really is. Um, the only person to have absolute free will is God. Only mm. God has the ability mm. to do absolutely what he wants. <laughs> mm. Only God. Um, we, either for good or for evil, mm. are swayed. <laughs> yep. Whenever we do good as believers, it's because of the Spirit of God. <laughs> Whenever we do bad, it's because of mm. the sinful nature within us. Mm. Our our will has always been swayed. We We... Yeah. we and because we are created beings, I yes. think I think that's the difficulty. We, as much as we have the image of God, we are not gods. Um, mm. You know, a little God theology. We we mm. we're not gods. We yeah. uh, God there is God. There are always influences that affects our choices, mm. right? And so, when um, choices are not um completely free in a mm. sense you know so when and and i think as you put it in is is what the bible you know kind of tells us either we are slave to sin yeah. and so we're going to choose according to our sinful nature mm-hmm. and so um the in in romans 3 in, i think it's verse 22 it says um they hated the light sure because their deeds were evil they preferred the darkness yeah. so <laughs> it's, uh, it's 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 like here's light but you don't want light mm. you even though uh you know in a sense like oh you can choose in inverted commas light but you don't want that because you love the darkness because their sure. deeds were evil um and so and so once we um um have been regenerated our hearts have been transformed um then you know the spirit of god uh, enables us to to um uh, be choosing the right things sure. you know uh, but it's still it's still uh, a fight in terms of daily crucifying our flesh uh right and uh, and so but i think i mean this is a 
this would this could be a whole entire a whole episode. Whole, yeah, because because we now have to to go on and discuss Clarify. Adam <laughs> and and talk about what happened in the garden Adam, yeah, and and, yeah. and and all of that. But yeah. but I think I think it's worth noting um, that the reason why we putting out um, a, a podcast on deconstructionism is because of the reality of. Um, this is something that is coming and is coming fast. Sure. Um, and uh, for example, you know, just easy examples is abortion and um, uh, gender dysphoria. Um, there's there's yeah. a clear, clear, clear mm. um, uh, attack on truth. Yeah. Um, and whenever truth is suppressed, um, best believe sin is sin is around the corner, um, and and it's gonna expose and s- expose itself. In, in what God calls in Leviticus uh, taboos, um, mm. things things that are an abomination uh, to God. Um, so we we hope that um, this episode was was helpful to you. Mm. Um, we we are gonna gonna answer her next two videos. We might do two at the same time next week. We'll see depending on how long the videos are. Mm. Um, but after that, we, we're going to continue um, talking about different ways where de- deconstruction uh, pops or rears its ugly head um, in your society, in your office, in your school, um, in your family, uh, or, or wherever um, you have access to people. Thanks for joining us. We live in a day where we think that in order to be relevant to our culture, we must be like our culture. We live in a day where we think in order for the gospel to be relevant, we must somehow adapt it to the culture, and nothing on the face of the earth or in the bowels of hell could be further from the truth. We are relevant not because we are like our culture, we are relevant because we are absolutely different. And our gospel has power not because it is acceptable to carnal men. Our gospel has power because it is a scandal to men. Thank you for joining the Theology Alive podcast. Please subscribe and share. Later. Later. Can you believe it, bro? Imagine, can, you, can you imagine in January? Oh, Yo, not just fresh, but hungry. Iki, <laughs> iki.